0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Money Mitch Effects. You know what time it is. It's Mitch Michaels here, Super Bowl week. Thank you, as always, for listening to this show, which can be found on all your favorite podcast platforms. Big one talking about Super Bowl 56, Bengals and Rams. Matt Wittenberg, friend of the show, breaks down all the action, all the matchups on each side of the ball. And we dive head over heels into Super Bowl props from warm-ups, halftime show, player props, team props, all the gambling betting props that you need and we'll make our picks for this game as well and then I talked to Craig Swanson about some hockey we get deep into the NHL all-star game what we like what we didn't about the weekend in Vegas some teams making some moves who's looking good who's looking not so hot it's Craig Swanson on hockey it's Matt Wittenberg up first on Super Bowl 56 I'm Mitch Michaels let's start the show Alright, now on the Money Mitch Effect as we preview the Super Bowl. Big one coming up. It's a barn burner of a game between the Rams and the Bengals. Matt Wittenberg on the line. Witt, thank you for joining the show. Hope you're holding up well during uh, the Olympics. You're like the official Olympics cor- correspondent as well.
1: <laughs> More or less. Yeah. I got some uh, late night shifts this week, so uh, but we're holding up okay. Nothing too uh, too crazy. Just need a uh, U.S. to start winning some uh, Golds here, but yeah, what a what a time on the sports calendar! That this, and then NBA trade deadline this mm-hmm. week, and then obviously the big one, Super Bowl on Sunday. So good time to be a sports fan.
0: Yeah, I've been I've been catching the Olympics with the time change. It's pretty rough. Uh, West coast is a little better than the East coast. Uh, we were texting during that women's hockey game last night. Um, you mm-hmm. know, We'll see where that goes. It's most likely going to be a rematch there. But it's been fun. Uh, the setup's a little odd and interesting to say the least. I know you saw the photo of what it looks like outside the ski jump. But- yeah,
1: that's that's something. <laughs> you never think you're going to see something like that in an <laughs> Olympics game. That's like something out of, I don't know, a horror
0: movie i know but hey i mean if it i mean hopefully it opens up where we can have these games in the future you know obviously we're biased but having them in america or just having them closer to our time zone is when you get yeah to we got
1: uh what 2028 right for la for the summer man. so that's got that to look
0: forward to yeah. oh yeah it's gonna be good uh for our super Bowl 56 preview today we're gonna talk about the game uh, and then get into some props as well because there are quite a few. This is you know what I really get up for, the game itself. Tradition. It is tradition. <laughs> There's so many props to choose from. Uh, the game itself, Super Bowl 56, Rams Bengals. Uh, this is the first time. Well, I, I would say the first time in a while because I never really wanted to pick the Patriots or the Chiefs. Want to be an outsider or I had one of the teams in in the uh, Super Bowl preview. Obviously, was not the Bengals, but thought it would be my preseason pick was Rams Bills. With the Bills winning it, which if it wasn't for that, you know, thirteen second span might have still happened. But mm-hmm. Rams got here. It took a long way to get here. We'll we'll start with them with a, you know, being a fan of a team in their division, you saw the ups and downs of a long NFL season, longer than any before with the extra game. But with a lot of these teams that have made it, the Rams are no exception, they were able to overcome that slump in the middle of the period, middle of the season, start playing their best football in the playoffs. Do you attribute that to a a variety of things Odell Beckham coming along the Von Miller acquisition or is it just maybe Matt Stafford playing a lot better what do you if you had to pick one most attribute why the Rams were able to finally hit their stride at the later stages of the season
1: I think that I mean all of those are definitely contributing factors but I'd say that Stafford play down the stretch is the number one reason why this team's still playing because we saw during the regular season he had some clunker games like he had when he was in Detroit, where he'd throw a pick six or two interceptions or something like that, and really put his team behind the eight ball. But especially once the playoffs got here, and he even had the terrible game in um, Week 18 against the 49ers that let the Niners in the playoffs. So that was yeah. quick for them to get over. He played really well against the Cardinals and didn't have to do much. And then especially that game in Tampa against the Bucks, where they did everything they could to try and give that game away, but. He played really well, and then made those big throws down the stretch, and obviously made the plays to win the NFC Championship game. But I think that if he has one subpar game in that like three game mm-hmm. stretch, well, maybe not the Cardinals game in that two game stretch, then I feel like the Rams are are sitting at home right now. So I think that his play is really the catalyst that got them to this point, but you yeah. need a good supporting cast, which they have there too.
0: Yeah. There's a lot with Stafford. He had that stretch of just throwing a bunch of picks and pick sixes. Um, but in these last couple of games, especially it's his ability to overcome bad plays and not mm-hmm. let that just completely derail him. Like it had in the past, um, the bucks game where, you know, it wasn't necessarily on him, but the bucks make that run back and he's able to make yep. the plays late. Find Cooper cup. Who's been huge. Obviously, um, in the Niners game, I mean, they were down early. He throws what should have been a pick, and he just, you know, turns the page yeah. and you know plays great down the stretch. So I do think that most of it's on Stafford. They're getting healthier too, which is big. Getting Cam Akers to provide something, him and Michelle is a one-two punch. There's, you know, a lot more, a lot better running back situations in the league, but Akers gives them a huge lift there. And as much as it hates hey, it pains me, you know, Beckham has been a huge factor, if nothing else, to take the workload and the burden off of Cooper Cup, who. We know it's been miraculous, but regardless of how good you are in the NFL, you can't just have one option. You need multiple ones because the good defenses, the good teams, will scheme that one option. So, I mean, Beckham's another one. Without him, I, they will not be at this point. So I think it was a cumulative effort, and it you know, shows McVay. I mean, what that's four years now. You know They've been as consistent as any team in the NFL. I don't have the numbers mm-hmm. in front of me, but they've gone into the playoffs and won games. At a clip that's just as good as I think most teams. So this is the final, the final step. It's the hardest step, but you know you got to give McVay props as well too.
1: Yeah, there's no question. He's uh, his system is very well documented, and then it's the system that a lot of the leagues tried to copy and hire these guys with the like same offensive background, and even guys off of his staff to try and replicate it. But uh, a lot of credit has to go to him and the moves that they made. Less need like saying that draft picks don't really matter we're going to get proven talent they make the Jalen Ramsey trade a couple years ago obviously the Stafford deal and then the two big moves during the season this year with getting uh, Vaughn Miller who's really looked like the Vaughn of old during the playoffs especially and then yeah the Beckham addition was something I didn't think was going to work out at all just based on everything that happened his time in Cleveland and even going back to the time of his time in New York but He really stepped it up, especially when they needed him, to. with Robert Woods going down with the torn ACL. So that's been, yeah, a lot of, like, the stars aligning for them to make it to this point.
0: It's been huge, most certainly. Um, I, I think you also have to, you know, tip your cap, as you said, at the front office and McVay for getting aggressive with these moves, for getting aggressive, getting Matt Stafford. And, you know, there's no, like, it could have easily blown up. We know that we've seen that happen before. But there's also something to be said about them knowing that, we just are going to plateau with what we have with Jared Goff, with some of these players on defense, with draft picks. So they went for it. Um, Props to them. They got here. They got to the Super Bowl. They're going to play a Bengals team that no one thought would be here preseason. No one probably thought would be here two, three weeks ago. Yet here they are. And it's easy to give Joe Burrow credit. We've been doing it time and time again. And we'll continue to do so, the the combination with him (laughs) and Jamar Chase. But defensively, this team needs a lot of respect and a lot of credit uh, because – They've gotten a lot better as the season's gone on. Their pass rush has stepped up mightily, and I think this is the unit that doesn't get the respect on the Bengals team. Defensively, it's night and day from where they started to where they are now.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and the last two playoff games in particular with having to go to Nashville and play play the Titans who just got Derrick Henry back and having to shut him down, and not that Ryan Tannehill is the best quarterback out there, but they still picked him off three times in that game, and gave them a chance to pull off that. And then the real like calling card or real thing to hang their hat on was that second half performance in, in KC against uh, the chiefs where yeah. they're down 21 to three. And they really, it turns on them making that goal line, goal line stop right before the half. And that just really turned everything around and they do deserve a lot of crap. Their defensive line's pretty underrated with Hubbard and Hendrickson and yeah. DJ reader up front there. And they're a lot of the, they got pressure on the homes without having to really blitz, which is something they're going to have to do against uh, the Rams because of how well Stafford plays against it. But you're right. They do deserve a lot of credit. Von Bell and Jesse Bates and
0: All those Mike, guys. Hilton,
1: Mike Hilton <laughs> in the secondary. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're strong across the board. Yeah. They're not one of like the more well-known defenses no. going heading into this game, but they're, they're consistently strong. And then they're, they're going to need to play well because the Rams have, one of the
0: better offenses in the NFL. Yeah, shout-out to all those Buckeyes, especially Sam Hubbard, just been tearing Yeah, your boy. Uh, <laughs> no, it's been good. I mean, and, and the key thing in this game that's going to be a huge impact always is, huge difference maker, red zone defense. Both these teams have played great in the red zone, in the playoffs specifically. Mm-hmm. You can go back to the Bengals, stop in car at the end of that game, at the end of the first half versus the Chiefs. Rams have been great as well. I mean, they're not giving up. I think their touchdown Uh, rate in the red zone is like 50%, which is a great number, especially in this day and age. So it's going to be huge. Uh, And Burrow's been great. Chase has been good. T Higgins has stepped up. Uh, You know, we'll see. We'll see if CJ's back out there at tight end this week. But, um, you know, a lot of people are looking at the Rams having the advantage in this because of the trenches, because of D line versus O line. It's a match. It's a mismatch on paper of historical uh, ramifications there but we'll see what happens when they get out of the field, though it is going to be tough for them to protect the Bengals, to protect Joe Burrow, given that Donald, Floyd, Von Miller, and company are coming, and the line just hasn't been up to stuff this season.
1: Yeah, the main question, Mark, heading into this game on any side of the ball is how well is their protection going to hold up, and how long is Joe Burrow going to have to make, make those decisions and make those throws, but he took the... It's well-documented. He got hit or sacked nine times in Tennessee, but only got sacked once last week – or not last – two weeks ago against the Chiefs in the AFC mm-hmm. championship game. So, they've shown that they can make adjustments on the fly. Chris Jones, pretty good uh, DT out in Kansas City. He's not Aaron Donald, but he's good. And you saw Joe Burrow show off some of that, like, elusiveness he has. We're getting out of, like, I don't know, away from Chris Jones, like, two times in a row. So, I, that's – I mean – the Bengals are going to have that circled on, on in their preparation. There's no doubt. They're going to have some sort of, I don't know what looks they're going to have, or mm-hmm. if they're going to start playing two tight ends or keep the backs in the block a little more, but obviously that's they're going to be their number one priority. But I mean, Joe Burrow showed <laughs> that he could take hits. Yeah. Like, like I said, that Tennessee game, he was on the field a lot. So he's a, he's a gamer and he's, doesn't seem like he shies away from that kind of thing, but it's going to be a big factor in this. But he's good at getting the ball out quickly, and then I think that Tyler Boyd is someone that's going to be pretty yeah. key in this, playing in the slot. And if he, with if you have Jamar Chase matched up outside with uh, Randy, and then so I feel like yeah, the slot's going to be big. And if Joe Mixon starts getting involved in the receiving game, that might be where the Bengals try and get a lot of those chunk plays.
0: Yeah, Rams' run defense has been great too. So that's the other side of this that makes it difficult is that you can't really run on them like, you know, you you could alleviate some of the pressure like some of these right. other teams. Uh, we're going to get to the uh, pick at the end here, but now we're going to transition here. Matt Wittenberg talk some Super Bowl props, of which there are many. There are more every year. I don't know that we'll ever max out, but we just keep going <laughs> on and on with different props, uh, starting in the warmups with everything. I know I'm not really a coin toss guy, uh, but I don't know. I mean, that's just, it's just like <laughs> you're really starting off with just a complete roll of the dice. Um, but we'll see what there, uh, you could even bet how many planes there's going to be in the flyover this year, five over under. So that's, that's another
1: interesting. Oh, well, there's a, the roof over SoFi. So you, do you think they go, uh, fly over out, even though you might not, not they, be able to see it. In, I, think in the stadium? I think they yeah. do. I think they do. They
0: just show it on TV then. You know. 90, 95 seconds over under uh, national anthem, which is being sung by the uh, country singer Mickey Guyton, um, who you can uh, bet on a lot of things from the dress color to cleavage, which is really classy, obviously. <laughs> but uh, you even do over under uh, seconds of Brave. I think that might be where I'm at. Six and a half. Does she hold on to Brave? I feel like you know it's minus 150 yeah. that she does, so that's a clear favorite. But that's the word that they like to milk.
1: Yeah, I, that's the, the big punctuation mark at the end. I feel like you're generally safer going over for the end, but no one, especially if you're seeing the Super Bowl, really likes to keep it uh, short and sweet. So that's where my, my uh, lean would go.
0: Do you think about the start of the game? Like there's a lot of quarter and half props, and that's another area where I don't necessarily get to. Uh, I like to go with the, uh, you know, the player props and certain things. But I do think, though, that the first quarter is, is a fascinating one. Rams, for example, Rams, Bengals, like both these teams, your your over under touchdowns is going to be like a half. So will each team score a touchdown in the first half. We know the Super Bowl is full of nervous energy, so that might be, you know, what's what's driving this. I mean, you could get Bengals over just two and a half points for minus one fifty five. So but then again, look at all the games went across the years where it's just been low scoring, no score in the first quarter.
1: Yeah, I I tend to think that it'll hit under on that just because it, teams come out a little tentative in Super Bowls and you see it really start to open up like maybe mid second quarter getting going into halftime. So that wouldn't surprise me at all. If there's only maybe two field goals in the first quarter.
0: There is a, uh, a very fascinating couple bets here. If you're looking for the long shot, uh, one being call your shot of what the highest scoring highest scoring quarter is going to be. First quarter is plus seven fifty. So if you think the fireworks come out there early, you can get that one. Uh, <laughs> third quarter is the second longest odds at plus four fifty. So um, you know you can you can really call your shot there. There's one that I really like that I wanted to say uh, that I wanted there to say might
1: not one. be a bad no might yeah. not be a bad option yeah yeah. See them coming out of the second, out of halftime, pretty hot. So, will yeah, and, I, I like that. Will
0: any quarter end scoreless is plus three thirty, and I do think Ooh, this is possible. I think that could happen. The yeah. first quarter probably the most likely. If the Bengals are notorious slow starters, uh, and it's not to say that Stafford and the Rams, who when they played in the Super Bowl, no Stafford wasn't there, they put up three points total. So it could mm-hmm. be slow to start there. Now the, the flip side of that is Rams are the favorite in this game. So, you could take Rams score in every quarter for plus 165. Just put up some points in every quarter.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly.
0: You know, there's, you know, it's it's everyone however you want to play it, there's some good ones there. Uh, the half as well, you could take, you know, the Bengals or the underdog in this game. Leading at halftime is plus 140. I think that, you know, there's some value there. We see a lot of adjustments made at the half as well with McVay's teams. They were... They were losing right at halftime of that Niners game, or were they, was it tied? I, I don't know exactly now that I think about it. I think
1: I, they were losing. Yeah. So the McVeigh likes to run a lot to start mm-hmm. games too. So I mean, I, that one wouldn't surprise me either.
0: First half over under. We can get to some other ones though. But how many field goals are going to be in the scored in the first half? And that un, over under two with the exactly there. So you know, kind of predict your field goals. I like as the well. over
1: on that one too. Yeah, I
0: feel like there's usually two, good, two
1: good kickers in this game. Especially Money McPherson.
0: I got to give a shout out to one of them as well. Our good buddy Kent Brown put me onto this as well. There's a prop on the opening kickoff of the game. Will it be a a touchback is minus 180. But if you look historically, it hasn't been a lock. It's actually been more likely that it isn't. And I think the reason for that is it's a brand new ball. It's like we said, a lot of nervous energy, but it's not the same. So that might be one to kind of take a shot on. No, yeah, I never not, thought about
1: that. Yeah,
0: so that's a good one to kind of see there, too. I mean, we could get into the weeds of, like, will the first play be a runner or a pass? <laughs> that's always a good one. And then an OdoR to our March Madness bets, you could race to any number of points, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. But if you do a race to 10 points, that could be a fun one as well. Bengals underdog at plus
1: 125. I like it, yeah. I I, I don't know. Like I kind of like the Bengals on that one, too, because, like I said, I think the Rams might start out a little conservatively keep it going on the ground they're not going to want put too much on Stafford's plate too early so yeah it, it, I, I, I kind of like
0: that I mean I was looking at this too and thinking like race to one race to 25 like this goes all the way up right and it gets you can bet neither on these but race to 25 and there's a neither option for plus 190 there's a scenario I think where the Rams maybe Bengals but most likely Rams win just like a dog fight kind of ugly game I think
1: yeah I could see that
0: you know like a 20 like a 24 to like t- 13 game or something like that where we're all like well we rode this one cuz the playoffs are so good <laughs> to this point you know i i
1: definitely don't anticipate it being a, a shootout or anything like that we're not get, i don't think we're going to see like a carbon copy of that rams chiefs game from a couple of years ago anything like that so and I also don't think we're going to see like a blowout, like a Seahawks Broncos thing from yeah. that crappy Super Bowl a few years no, back. I so. hope
0: not. That was one of the worst <laughs> ones ever. Uh, well, there you go. So total touchdown passes. The over under is three and a half, minus one fifty for combined quarterbacks. I mean, and in trick plays too.
1: Yeah, you know that the, the Super Bowl is usually good for at least one of those.
0: I mean, oh, we're, basically I betting, like like three. Yeah, we're basically betting on and the more I look at some of the passing ones, like over or under passing attempts is 74 and a half yards is like 569 and a half. I think that we're betting on if the Bengals are going to make this a real competitive game because I think for them to do that, they're going to have mm-hmm. to sling it around and put up some points.
1: I agree. Yeah, there's no, no playing conservatively in this one.
0: Would you be comfortable with? I gotta find one on here. Um, you know, you can do your results in total bet. That's a big one uh, in the gambling streets. So you do Rams five five favorite and over. You can you can bump the line up to get to you know cover by five and a half and the over to forty one and a half. You do that, and maybe you can you know make a nice little payout as well. But if you call your shot with the Bengals, like I mean.
1: I think that's where it's at. You, yeah. If you're if you're taking the Bengals, you might as well do that.
0: I know. So many. Uh, you even do the total fourth down conversions. Will there be two fourth down conversions in this game?
1: Oh yeah, I think so. I think, I, I think that, especially once it gets down into crunch time, I think teams are going to have to start going for it. So I I, th- I could see that being over for sure.
0: Will there be an onside kick? Is even same as? Will there be a roughing the passer penalty? Even as well with no being the favorite to both those questions.
1: Oh, wow. I
0: feel like those I, I, are, yeah.
1: Ruffing even. I feel like that I should know. be like minus 300.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, Tom Brady's not in the game, so I True. feel like it, was, it just really <laughs> swung the odds. Um, and what will happen first, sack or a touchdown? Sack is minus 140. Touchdowns. Even I do feel like it's most likely to be a sack before a touchdown, but, but again, it's any touchdown at any kind. So if it's a McVay hey, run, heavy team, <laughs> Yeah. And if McVay just decides he wants to just completely run it down the uh, throat of the defense, uh, maybe they're not passing the ball that much as well. Uh, some mm-hmm. other props too, before we get to some player ones to kind of rein this in the halftime show, which is going to be California, you know, West coast rap mostly with Dr. Dre, Snoop Doug, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, the who will be the first to speak? Singer, rap bet with Dr. Dre a slight favorite over Snoop Dogg plus one fifty to plus one eighty. Uh, the others falling in line. It's got to be one of those two, right? Because I mean, no disrespect to Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, or Mary J. Blige, but uh, what's, not,
1: the, what's Eminem at?
0: Plus two fifty. But this is in California, though. That's the thing, you know. Like,
1: first word though, like that—that that can be yeah. like anything. You could just say like "yo" or something. Yeah, like I feel that, like it would I, be I, it would I be Kendrick
0: it. before. I mean, it would be the real long shot, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're betting the underdog on that, then yeah, you might as well just go as far as you can.
0: First song, it's a close one. With California Love is the favorite minus one ten, and next episode plus one forty. So again, it's right on that same, right on that same mar- marker of they kind of know who's gonna who's gonna speak first. There's one I wanted to wanted to get your take on too. This is a big one, right? Uh, will there be a low rider at the halftime show no is minus is plus 150 yes is minus 200 so a lot of a lot of low rider action going i think
1: there. i mean there i feel like there's been a lot of those in like the promos and stuff leading up I mean, especially like that's smooth bread and butter so i i think yeah
0: some really dumb ones here like will m and an be wearing a detroit lions jersey i mean obviously no not. Uh, Will, no, Snoop Dog, Will Snoop Dogg Will Snoop smoke on stage as a prop? So welcome to the new age of Super Bowl. <laughs> no is a heavy favorite though, so we'll see. He's always good for you know, pulling up some yeah. surprises too. Um, but yeah, the, you know, this is no the Super Bowl halftime show is going to be uh, a good one as well. What the last song is as well, and uh, what type of earrings Mary J Blige is going to be wearing. So you know, maybe that's the where it's at as well. <laughs> Um, I just want to mention too, on the, uh, on the, uh, commercials, there's a lot of, uh, different things you can go on commercials from which basically, which crypto commercial is going to be shown first to who will appear first. <laughs> My favorite one, who's going to appear first in, uh, in one of these commercials. Is it going to be Steph Curry, Tom Brady, Giselle or Otani?
1: <laughs> oh, wow.
0: Yeah. It's the, I feel like uh, it might
1: be Brady because they'll I know he's yeah. in the crypto thing. Well that's
0: then, the it's the FTX cryptocurrency yeah. commercial and those are the four main like people that have been promoting them. But yeah, Brady. Curry's actually a Especially favorite over the, him on that interesting. one. Interesting. Especially so. with
1: like the all the news, obviously with him retiring, so I feel like that they'll you know, want strike on the on that. So I could see that.
0: Here's one for a party game though. How many commercials will have a baby in it? The over under's too. So <laughs>
1: You know, I feel like that's something they've gotten away from in recent years. I mean, I obviously don't remember a ton, but nothing really sticks out from a baby perspective recently. So, you know, I might go under with that.
0: The uh, Matt Damon prop is plus 170 that he'll be in that Crypto.com commercial. So they think they might back off finally. (laughs) (laughs) Finally I feel like they're going to
1: launch another one, because like, he's looking at at Mars and the one that's been playing, so they'll show him like, looking at, I don't know, Jupiter or something in the new version.
0: Here's a fascinating one uh, as well, going to back to the field. Um, some of the obscure props is who, which team's going to be running the most offensive plays in the game? The Rams are the favorite, but I could see a scenario where the Rams get up early, maybe the defense gets in on the action, and then the Bengals are just kind of in that garbage time mode.
1: So yeah. I, feel like it's, I think that the Rams could be more of like a quick strike type mm-hmm. offense too, and the Bengals would be more the more methodical, having to drive eight, nine, ten plays for, for a field goal or for a touchdown. So,
0: well, yeah, I
1: think I, I could see the Bengals being on the you, field more here, offensively.
0: Here you go with another one right now. I know the Rams are four four and a half point favorites, but will the Super Bowl be decided by exactly three points, which has happened many times in the past? It's plus four fifty. Uh, yeah,
1: yes, it will. Yes. That is my prediction.
0: See, there you go. That's the that's a prop. Four and a half to one to be in exactly mm-hmm. a three point game. You could get any number of scenario there. You can get a game winning field goal eight, a team driving, they miss it. The garbage time mm-hmm. scenario, which is kind of, I think the most likely, is a team <laughs> down ten and then they just get that touchdown. Yeah, and you know, yeah. Yep. Um, there you go. And of course, most receiving yards in the game. Cooper Cup and and over the moon favorite at minus one thirty. Jamar Chase second at plus three seventy five. Then it really dips off. So that's where the betting market is. Higgins and Beckham are the only ones under you know plus five fifty, plus seven hundred respectively. Then it's all long shots. But
1: yeah, if I'm betting that, I'm taking my flyer on Tyler Boyd just having a game in the slot.
0: Will there be? Yeah, exactly. Um, I like that one. I think the you know who's going to have the most rushing yards in the game? It's a pick 'em between Akers and Mixon, basically. If you bet Sony Michelle, I mean, you're gonna make a killing if he wins it. But they've got yeah, that kind of figured out. Yeah, very good, out.
1: though. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would lead Nixon in that.
0: Yeah, I mean, there. I mean, we could go into the weeds of which team will a team convert a fourth down, which one's going to have the most time of possession, and the most punts. First turnover is a big one as well. And uh, of course, you can do your longest. Uh, you can do your longest drive and your longest uh, plays in the game as well. Which, by the oh. way. Will both teams have the lead in the first half? It's an even bet.
1: Ooh,
0: Right. Ties don't count, obviously.
1: i say no on that one. I think it'll be a low scoring first half.
0: Mm, Okay. Well, you can get plus 800 if a player gets ejected for fighting.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Might as well just put something on that. Why not?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Might as well. Um, Horse collar tackle as well as plus 450. Um, And then... Your Gatorade bucket. I mean, orange is the leader. Plus one fifty, going. I with like clear. clear.
1: I feel like clear's been one that's been in in the rotation lately. So, and I know you get pretty decent odds on that.
0: Plus, yeah, that's plus four, plus five hundred. So, get some good odds on clear. Um, yeah, it's it's one of the long ones. Red pink is down there, and so is purple. Doesn't look likely. Um, and will there be a bucket dump before the final whistle? Yes, is minus one sixty.
1: Oh, eh, interesting. So that's just like if you think it's going to end on like the last play.
0: Yeah, it most likely so doesn't. I mean, it, the odds of it being the last play, you know, would be yeah. <laughs> would be the reason for that. But uh, you know, that's going to be a tough one. A couple more player props before we uh, before we wrap this up that I wanted to get to um, the. MVP is one. I mean, we'll get to the specifics there, but Cup is plus 500. Burrow Stafford's even Money. Burrow's plus 175. Do you think a long shot's likely? Do you like the position bets? How do you see this MVP race shaking up?
1: My long shot is Money McPherson just because oh, wow. he's been unbelievable in the postseason. And if, especially if it's a low-scoring game and he kicks, what, four field goals, including the game winner, then, I mean, yeah, then, then I feel like that's a wrap. So, well,
0: I'll tell you my long shot. Do I think, long it's, shot. My do long I think shots it's particularly likely? No. But Aaron Donald's my long shot, plus 13. I've heard a lot
1: of love love for uh, Vaughn Miller lately mm. over Aaron Donald, just because, I mean, I guess he's more likely to get a sack because he's coming off the edge. So that's an interesting one, too.
0: Defenses have done very well. In, in this MVP race, like it's usually if you kind of look at it, it's a lot of quarterbacks obviously getting it, but you'll have those years where defensive players Vaughn's got this before, right? That was Vaughn who won it for the Broncos that year. Yeah, Super Bowl 50. Mm. Yeah, wow. That's crazy. Um, I you know, and I would actually stick away from the yards uh, ones and just go for more like the scoring type things. Cooper Cup, first player to score a touchdown, is plus 410. Beckham's plus 700. He's been getting a lot of love recently by Stafford. Um, Mm -hmm. Chase is plus 650. This is for both teams, obviously. I kind of like Joe Mixon here at plus 700. And I actually think if he plays and is healthy, uh, CJ Usama at plus 1700 in the red zone might be worth some value. Yeah, Burrow Burrow loves
1: going to Mm the red zone. That's
0: a good one. Last touchdown as well. You can do that one. Who's going to score the last touchdown in the game? I actually think... Go with a go with somebody like T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd. If if you think the Bengals are going to be playing catch-up late, that might be the last touchdown.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree on that.
0: Cooper Cup, two touchdowns, plus 230? What do you think?
1: Wow. I feel like it's been a while since we've had a... Two, oh, Gronk last year had two touchdowns. Never I'm mind. I, I was just thinking that it's been a while since someone's had two. In the end, but, yeah, if anyone gets it, it's going to be him.
0: Yeah, I feel like it will... Uh, as well I, I definitely just think that that's going be tough for it's gonna be tough to uh, you know overcome that. The one is uh, will there be a super Bowl? will there be a, a touchdown this is probably my favorite bet every year just finding out what the yards is. It's 42 and a half this year what I'm seeing longest touchdown of the game over under.
1: Oh man, I say over. I think I just, gonna it's be, more fun be that way play, right Yeah
0: <laughs> like it's more fun that way if you just find something like that and you're just looking for a big play. Yeah,
1: someone's gonna make a mistake in coverage. Something, someone's gonna fall down. Yeah, Jamar Chase or Cooper Cup can score those long touchdowns. I mean, yeah, especially like you're right. That's why. Who wants to root for anything like not being exciting?
0: You can get McPherson, Money McPherson, walk off field goal for the Super Bowl win.
1: I kind of like that.
0: Plus one thousand, but it has to be in regulation, obviously, for this one. So you got to call your shot in regulation. (laughs) Um, Some good ones there. Well, I think it's the time to make our pick. Super Bowl 56 going to the standard line because we've pretty much covered everything else there is to in terms of the props. Um, there is going to be a lot of discussion over will the Rams defense just dominate? Can Burrow magic happen again? It's minus four. It's 48 and a half over under. The Rams are minus 200 on the money line. Bengals are plus 170. Wait, how do you see this going?
1: Oh, that matchup between the Rams D-line and the Bengals O-line is where the game's going to be decided. Mm-hmm. That being said, I can't pick against Joe Burrow in this game. Wow. I think that this kid is proven time and again in his short career, going back to his LSU days, playing on the biggest stages in college and taking down really good teams in college. Didn't lose a bowl game at LSU. Obviously, didn't lose in the playoff. Eat to two, a team in Tuscaloosa against Alabama. um, Obviously, hasn't lost in the NFL playoffs. I just think that every time I'm picturing the end of this game, it's I see him with the ball in his hands to decide it, and I just have faith that he's going to come through with it. And even if he needs to just get it within range for money, McPherson, like anything within like sixty, I think that guy is going to make so. I'm going to Bengals 27 to 24.
0: Okay, so slight over. Bengals went on the money line. That is notedly unbiased Arizona Cardinals fan
1: <laughs> True. picking
0: against I've, the Rams.
1: I picked against the Bengals. In, actually, I think I picked them to beat the Raiders. But other than that, I thought they'd lose to the Titans. Yes. I thought they'd lose to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's, I don't know, there's something about that kid. He, he's special. So I'm, I'm going to hang my hat on him having having a memorable game and a memorable start to his uh, NFL career.
0: You bring up some good points. You uh, you know, this is the second straight year. It's been a home Super Bowl for one of the teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Rams' case, you know, I know it's a Super Bowl crowd. It's different, but they're not exactly the best at drawing fans there as well. Uh, so... That being said, I think the Rams win this game and their second trip to the Super Bowl as many years. I think Stafford's turned a corner. I like him to play well enough to win. I think the defense is going to get after Burrow. Burrow's a tough player, obviously capable of coming back. But I'm going to go Rams in this game. Uh, I will say over, but I'm going to say that right. they I'm going to say that they don't cover, or I'll say it's a push. Uh, that's I'll be really corny like that. 31-27 Rams. Right on okay. that minus four number. And nice. uh, so got the got the
1: split uh, split views on the show. I like it.
0: Got split views. I still haven't decided if I think it's gonna be like a real barn burner or if it's gonna be a garbage time. I mean, look, that's the thing. Joe Burrow's great. Love him. you know, when he said he was still a buckeye, that just warms my heart, obviously. <laughs> um, but part of this is also, you know, covering in garbage time and covering the spread. So I could see this game being eleven and Joe Burrow yeah. just, you know, covering the spread and Adding to the legend that way, but I Gar- think this garbage
1: time points still count. <laughs> I think
0: this is going to be a great game. I'm so excited, uh, ready for Same. another you know unique Super Bowl as well with two teams that are uh, looking for their first Super Bowl in many many years. Matt Wittenberg, this was a blast. Last thing, I got to get your opinion on just really quickly on your thoughts of maybe the return of Trevor Bauer to the Dodgers after the news today.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that might be still. I mean, obviously MLB has. Plenty of other issues to worry about with the lockout right now, so I feel like that might still be something that's way in the offing, and I think that despite the ruling, I feel like MLB might still come down with some sort of suspension or punishment, Mm -hmm. so I I just don't see this as being over anytime Mm -hmm. soon. I mean, the sport's not even being played right now, so I feel like we're a long way from anything being settled.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a a long battle. Uh, He was not charged with anything criminally today, so that page has been turned. I know the Dodgers owe him a ton of money. I don't know if he's the Mm -hmm. most popular guy among the players and the organization, but they really aren't in a position, especially with the rumors out there, that they're trying to target somebody like Freddie Freeman or or players of that stature. They can't really just eat that money, so it's going to be messier. But this was our first moment of clarity there, so we'll see. Uh, But again, we just want baseball, so... Rob Manfred, if uh, you're listening, I've never badmouthed you personally publicly. <laughs> so I would just like ba- baseball <laughs> to be played. But uh, yeah. Matt Wittenberg, thanks for coming on the Money Mitch Effect preview in Super Bowl 56. Best of luck with That's... everything, including covering uh, the Super Bowl media day, uh, you know, this tomorrow as we record this on Wednesday. So good luck with that. And uh,
1: absolutely, we'll,
0: we'll be catching up soon. Thanks again for joining the show.
1: Of course, should be a good one.
0: All right, thanks again to Matt Wittenberg for coming on today's episode and previewing Super Bowl 56. He's at Media Row uh, today covering it, getting some good access with some Rams and uh, Bengals players. But big thanks to him. We'll also see what happens with Trevor Bauer, the Dodgers. Just hope we have a baseball season. But thanks to Witt for coming on today's show. Now we switch gears, we're talking hockey with Craig Swanson, NHL All-Star Game in Vegas, our review of that, maybe some new ideas we pitch, and then some thoughts on the hockey season. The Avalanche are surging, the Eastern Conference could be a battle of Florida, looming with the Panthers and the Lightning going for a three-peat. It's uh, going to be an interesting ride in the hockey season. Craig Swanson now, talking puck on the Money Mitch Effect. All right, Craig Swanson's here, Swanee, on the Money Mitch Effect for post-NHL All-Star weekend hockey season's going to start ramping up, and we're, you're in Super Bowl mode as well. It's in L.A. The Browns and Raiders aren't in it, but we still have the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, the first Super Bowl since 1993 in L.A. Yeah. yeah, that's, that was, Cowboys and the Bills.
0: Cowboys, Bills. Was that the second one or the first that,
2: one? That's the one the Cowboys smoked the Bills. I think it was 52.
0: We on wet play. Leon Latt. Yeah. Leon Latt. Leon Latt. Leon <laughs> That, gosh, you know what's funny is I don't – I was super young then. I don't really remember that play. I remember the other one on Thanksgiving Yeah, when it snowed uh-huh. and he just the fell one. on the ball <laughs> that like an idiot.
2: I mean, the one, the Dallas one was – Consequential because they were killing them. Yeah, but so they that cost them that But that one, yeah. yes, cost them. It demeaned. was
0: like Troy Aikman was like hugging Michael Irvin yeah. and he looked like horror, and Jerry Jones had his arms up and couldn't believe it either.
2: Yeah, the, the director had the camera on the <laughs> like, great the guys, work. and the play still happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Wow. So it's Super Bowl here. You know, we'll see. I mean, obviously, I'm in a tough one. It's either a division rival or, Od- or Odell Beckham get a ring. So <laughs> it's catch 22 for me. Uh, but we're going to talk about hockey right now. Uh, All star game was last weekend. We are talking before this. What are your thoughts on, uh, you know, the three-on-three, three, the skill competition, a Saturday All-Star game?
2: I wouldn't mind if they just made it one day and it was— Do it all. Do it all. And I probably am more—I like the skills better than the actual game itself. Because like I was saying, it's it's very very highly skilled beer league play. Nobody's back-checking. Maybe the goalie's hollering at somebody. Well, the last game, the last game, because there's money on the line— yeah. It was a little bit more.
0: Yeah, it was lower scoring. Okay, yeah. so first of all, positive spin number one. Nothing's as bad as Pro ball. No, like but you the Pro can't get Bowl gets, still that. gets six million it viewers. Does. I mean, that's just <laughs> football in this country, which the dumbest sports argument that was ever made was like years ago. Football's dying, like basketball. Yeah no, yeah. no, Look, no, no, no. <laughs> there's
2: not an entity in no. the media world that wouldn't want to be in the NFL shoes. Regardless, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Take all the bad PR, it's yes. still fine. <laughs> Um, no, but that, that said, I think that I've always been more of a skill competition guy in general with all-star games. Um, oh, yeah. you know, I, that the, stuff, me, that even was, like, I, even like basketball or like the home run derby yeah, and baseball, yeah. like I've always just rather like that. And the Friday night is where I'd say it's like positively could showcase some stuff. I love that they're bringing in a lot of the guys that don't make the game that are committing to playing it uh trevor zegers we talked about him that's like some of the best hands uh-huh. i've ever seen you got to see to cat team up with Derek carr dress up like the Alan from the hangover <laughs> yeah uh it's creative and it shows off the skill and you know headman's ripping him 103 miles an hour 105 uh-huh. out there so and
2: bringing back al mcginnis and
0: <laughs> he wasn't moving by the way just want to point that 100 miles an hour no, i don't even i think it was a wooden stick standing yeah. still
1: <laughs>
0: point that out but uh, the skill competition was good. I think it highlights, you know, just how talented these guys are. The game itself, I mean, three on three. It's I don't not
2: like overtime three on three. No, and a regular season.
0: I get it. It's you know, I like East versus West. I like North America versus the world. I think it also po- poses the problem of you're making you're picking all stars by division, and sometimes it's loaded. Like th- what three defensemen get picked from the division? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, that could just be brutal.
2: There's this sort of like that every any any way you set it up there yeah it could be could be. It could be like that if anyway. you just
0: do conference yeah it could still be one-sided yeah. i mean i you know if you want to just get rid of conference uh-huh. that's another thing too but it was it was entertaining quadru the old man gets the mvp <laughs> over uh over jack hughes which <laughs> might have been some favoritism there uh-huh.
2: yeah i mean it, it is very skilled i mean there's great passing i mean you come to watch goals basically in yeah. August, and there's the goalies are just like, Yeah, they're gonna tough get, job. Yeah, they're gonna get they're frozen. You see, a lot of these know. goals are just frozen, they don't know they can't react because it's like point blank shots on them.
0: Biggest upset of the weekend Jordan Cairo beats Connor McDavid for fastest skater. You know, by a tenth of a <laughs> second, well,
2: first place, last place, it's a second. I so. know, it's one last, <laughs> but yeah, that was the surprise of the weekend basically it's like would you
0: would you add anything to a skill like would you add anything to the skill competition like any events yes funny or even if it's not practical
2: Uh, well definitely i would change the target thing go back to the the way the target thing was and the goals Mm -hmm. have gretzky and adam oates out there passing now i have (laughs) frady but and then then you get a car you don't get the bullseye with the red and white you get a cardboard cut out of Brad Marchand's face, and you put it in the corners. <laughs> that's the that's that's one what thing do? I would change. Okay. That would be entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: trying to think of what you could have like a giant game of rebound. That would be fun. Somebody would just play something like that. Or, uh, yeah, I'm trying to. What would be the other game? Worse. Yeah. Worse version of. We always played this game as a kid. It was like the fun game at the end of practice. It was uh it was called uh, torpedo alley, where you all the counselors or whoever in camps would just have cones on the end of their stick and they'd just chuck it at the kids <laughs> going through the neutral zone and you try to survive. You could do that. You put like headman or just Shea Web Shea Weber, Chara, the old strong guy just rifling cones at people. Jack Hughes just blows out his knee. Yeah. That'll I be mean, the end well, of that. Well
2: that's another thing, like was, was it? Uh, Matthews, who's the one that you get fined now, or you get like deducted a game? Yeah,
0: that's how it works. I mean, unless you have a re- like Ovechkin had, had was in the protocol, so it didn't affect him. Uh-huh. But yeah, you have to go to the event, or you have to sit out yeah. the first game. So out.
2: I guess Matthews said his, his wrist hurt, yeah, yeah, but he yeah. went anyway. So now yeah. he doesn't have to sit out again. Mm-hmm. You know, sit out a game for that. Yeah.
0: I don't think it's much different than in the tennis world. You have to go on site for a lot of the Masters events, get checked out, confirmed by the doctor. Uh-huh. You know, if it's like you know, so. Um, other hockey news as we're getting back into it. Um, we have, um, I think, what, the second coach firing. Montreal is just a complete disaster. Really? <laughs> uh, today was the firing of their coach, Ducharme. This is a finalist the year before. Burger Van's out. He's working for the Kings now. Ducharme is out. They just lost 7-1 to to the Devils last night. Yeah. and To the Devils. <laughs> like, that's probably like anybody deserves to get fired after <laughs> that one.
2: And Montreal, all, of all teams, Montreal, too. Exactly.
0: I was going to say, like, how did it get so bad so quick? But last year was more or less a fluke. They were, like, the eighth seed last in, went on a run. Yeah. So they weren't really, like, a top team in the NHL. Mm-hmm. But it has bottomed out. And, you know, Carey Price not playing at the beginning of the season hurt. They're going to have to go into full rebuild mode now. And uh, it's lucky so that for them. So Carey Price will yeah. get traded. Well, it's lucky for them that the fans aren't there. <laughs> that was the first thing. <laughs> you know, could you imagine? Yeah. But, but they're so abnormally bad. Like, it's not even, you know, it's not even close. I think their record now is uh, 8, 30, and 7. Yeah,
2: that's Washington Capitals' 1972 bad. Or <laughs> we, gave, we gave
0: Buffalo and Ottawa, like, a lot of crap. But, like, they're, you know, uh-huh. you know 12 points more or better than them. Um, I just wanted to point out some storylines and notes in the NHL this year um, while we can kind of talk about it. Colorado Avalanche have been on fire Um there was you know, a couple, like probably about a month ago we were talking and they were kind of stuck in neutral. They've just seemingly forgotten how to lose. A lot of it the last couple was with McKinnon out with the injury. This is a possessed team. Now, I know they they kind of got the Oilers thing of not having done it in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, we'll
2: see what that's – that's what I was going to say. We'll, 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 this, I feel this like this their fan the base is positive, though.
0: <laughs> like their energy around the building and the arena is positive. They're not like the Canadian, you know – it, it, there's a lot of pressure but it's not like edmonton pressure um yeah so. i
2: mean fun team
0: to watch nazim kadri hell of a player and he could be a little dirty at times dirty, but i think he's yeah, cleaned I was it, it up
2: him in the all-star game and it's like
0: he's got a lot of skill this guy this guy like i always also yeah. all i
2: saw was highlights of him getting knocked out you know because he did something stupid and the way he was playing i'm like this guy has some skill
0: i think kale mccarr all due respect to Adam Fox, I would not take any defenseman over Kale McCarr for the next ten years. Ooh, it's bold. I know, <laughs> and you know, cause we, you think like Headman's kind. Headman's like thirty or so yeah. now. A lot of got um, the big names. Doughty, are yeah, those guys like, are. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, those are it's it's apples to apples. Like you're getting a you know and Hall of Fame talent. They're both so good offensively, but Kale McCarr's skating is as good as any defenseman I've ever seen, <laughs> and his moves with the, it's like a forward out there. Yeah. When Mike Green scored 30 goals, you're like, wow, that's impressive. I'd like,
2: then he fell off a cliff. <laughs> I would be shocked if my car doesn't get 30
0: uh-huh. multiple times. Uh-huh. You know? So I just think what they're doing as well. The, uh, the West is, we can talk about the East in a little bit too, but the West I think is completely wide open because you have these Colorado teams that are making moves and you know, um, Minnesota's in the mix there. Nashville's mm-hmm. had a good year. Vegas has been that team that's kind of lurking in the Pacific with the, with the Canadian teams kind of struggling. Jack Eichel's practicing again. Oh, right. <laughs> they get him. I mean, they've been they've been like pretty much the best team in that division without him. <laughs> if they if he, you know, even if he's not a hundred percent, if he's seventy five percent Jack Eichel. Yeah. I mean, they that, that's I mean, something they're like, they How does had.
2: Vegas do that? I mean, they just they've been pertinent every year since in their existence. <laughs> that trade was
0: a big one too, because they they did sacrifice. They knew they weren't gonna have him for a while. And, you know, sitting at the top of the Pacific division with a four point cushion over the Kings and the Ducks. <laughs> Which is, which is crazy. Now, I want to preface this by saying Kings-Ducks, 55 points. Kings have played 47 games, and the, and the Ducks played 48. Calgary's three points back, 42 games. You know? Yeah, Edmonton's five, six points, points back yeah. with 43. So, it's... Yeah. That's, that's the, where we can get misleading, you know? Yeah. Especially because the Canadian teams have had a lot of games canceled with stuff. They're going to have to make them all up. <laughs> so...
2: Is, every, is it all going to be – I, I like I was telling you, I was back east. They canceled the Flyers game I was supposed to go to. Are they going to be making up these games? Because there was a chunk. Well, of them. they
0: have to because the 82 games, I mean, and, so and how close these races yeah. are. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah the Flyers, like the Islanders, they're seizing at derail because of COVID and yeah. because <laughs> of the, you know having to start on the road. But Ducks and Kings getting back to it, two different things. I think, unfortunately for Kings fans, the Ducks have the more exciting team. <laughs> they've got the young skill. They've got the baseline there. I do appreciate what the Kings have done in terms of adding depth. They were, I mean, the cupboard was bare a couple of years ago with like yeah, any young players. And now they're starting to Eddie get didn't there. didn't know who anybody was. <laughs> no, and I think they're, I think, well, the way the Kings are doing it, I mean, Campbell and Quick kind of like splitting the net has been kind of, you know, a good way to do it. Yeah. So. You think Jonathan Quick gets traded? Um, do I think Jonathan Quick gets traded? I don't. I don't. Like, who are the desperate teams looking for goalies right now? I honestly think that if a team's going to go for a goalie, they should go for, for a flurry in Chicago. Oh, uh-huh. I, price is too expensive, you know? Yeah. I just think. Or Peterson. I said Campbell. I meant Cal Peterson. Obviously, Campbell's in another former backup. Uh, <laughs> Kings guy. But Cal Peterson, quick combo has done pretty good. Um, they've been pretty much an even split with quick getting uh, a little more of the nod, but Peterson doing a good job in there as well, so um they've overachieved i think the ducks are another team that's overachieved as well and you know now we're at the point now where these games are going to start adding up that i expect that they could be in the playoffs i actually like watching minnesota play they're they're the team that i've kind of looked at and i
2: haven't seen any minnesota games this year
0: kabrizov's good they're nasty they played the jets last night it was like a line brawl oh really oh yeah that was they're they're built for bill Guerin. that's the gm you know another hockey yeah. guy getting in the mix and knowing what it takes and he yeah. was he
2: was a good scorer but he was tough too yeah, yeah. i mean that's
0: <laughs> he's building the team a lot like him top 3 in the west in the central right now you got colorado uh, 8 points ahead nashville minnesota 2 3 with the blues and dallas and maybe the blues and then dallas there's a big drop off but hey yep. nashville was another team no one was expecting to be here uh-huh. uh saros and goal i mean he's going to be a he might be a Vesna finalist and you know they have They were a team that people were writing off as, like, trending downward, and here they are back in the mix. And
2: and just back to the All-Star game, I think they introduced Gretzky as, like, a St. Louis Blue. (laughs) I'm sure they (laughs) love
0: that in Edmonton or L.A. or (laughs) even New York. Uh, Craig Swanson here on the Money Mitch Effect uh, Eastern Conference. A couple thoughts here. I do want to give a shout-out to one team on the up-and-up. They're not going to make the playoffs this year, but I kind of like what Stevie Wise is doing in Detroit. He, he's building a bunch of bullies, too. They're, this is one of the meanest teams in and hockey. And that's
2: the exact opposite of Detroit last 20 I know, years. <laughs> I know. Well, they, they had the like, streak,
0: yeah, and then even when they were good, you yeah. know, they weren't like that. And now they're, they're big, and they're tough, and they're physical. And you know, it's not going to happen this year, but yeah. I'd be pretty excited if I was a Red Wing fan. And
2: yeah, that's, and that's good for that town, because that's that type of team. Like Think back, like, Probert and Koser days, you know? Well, Everybody loved that stuff.
0: Top two teams in the Eastern Conference, in the same division, in the same state. Florida Panthers, 69 points. The Lightning sitting at 66. Lightning going for three straight. Florida has the guns. They have the weapons. They have.
2: Yeah, I'd like to see Florida.
0: I want that series, you know, second round series. Um, It's hard to repeat, let alone three-peat. Yeah. But Tampa's oh, built different. You know, they have so many lines. Uh-huh. They've got Hall of Fame talent at every position. And Florida, a lot like I would throw the teams in the other division, Carolina and the Rangers. Tampa's the only team that really knows how to run the gauntlet here. Like uh-huh. they know what it's like as it keeps yeah, building.
2: And, and I'll pick, you know, I'll pick Tampa to go out in the, the first round of Columbus or something like that. Oh, I mean, yeah.
0: Because, <laughs> yeah, the way it would go right now would be Tampa Toronto in the first round. Tampa yeah, so Toronto. Mm-hmm. And Toronto's another team with all that pressure on them. They're looking yeah. good. They're they always seven, have two and one. <laughs> Matthews looks good. They will good. never not have pressure. But it's depth, though. I mean, I, I like the Simmons pickup. Like, he gives them some, uh, some yeah. toughness that they need. But when you pay your forwards 10-plus million, you know, to four guys, yeah. uh-huh. it's hard to build the depth. Uh, I mean, yeah. Florida and even Tampa, like, Tampa re-signed Maroon to two more years at a million each. And Wait. that's a good testament to not everybody has to do this, but – he took less money mm-hmm. to win and to compete. And we're into, it's going to be in the year four. It's going to be about four years, a little over a million, so $4 million. What happens if he takes like a two-year, $2 million deal with a bad team? Uh-huh. Where is he yeah, at? Is he even in the league anymore? I, yeah, mean that's, I know, I know. I mean, that's extending your career. I was thought in football it was like Julian Edelman, right? Uh-huh. What if he would have left the Patriots, gone to like the Lions or yeah. something like that? Make more money discarded soon yep. you know then you're done not winning either uh-huh. so it's
2: amazing Maroon's side uh, i mean still going I mean,
0: so slow out there so but it's, Zans are so great though he's a big guy and he gets in front and he'll score a big That's goal like Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi yeah he was the same way he he'll score a way. big playoff goal like in the conference <laughs> final or something um you know boston's fourth in that division i don't know if you saw the highlight you know, i sent you the highlight last night bruins penguins brad marchand's got an in-person hearing today Yeah. Which means they could go over five games for a suspension. And we're on the same page here, I think. Like, it's not the shove. It's the stick under the chin on the way when the fight's over. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why his wires cross so much for being, you know, the skill guy that he is. Because he's small. Small, you think so? There you go. That adds up. All his life getting ticked on. He's just like, it's just. It's bizarre, though, that the type of player that he is, which is pretty much borderline, if not dirty, you know. Uh Yeah. For as much skill as he has and how much they count on him on the offensive side. Um, But uh, I do, you know, I also want to give a shout out to Columbus. They're not going to make the playoffs this year, but they had the Wolanski fix kid call, fix Wolanski kid come up, score a goal in his first uh, NHL game with his parents there. That beard was amazing. (laughs) And I love, is there anything more parents than just taking out the phone and just trying to record it (laughs) probably didn't get any of the video?
2: anything any way like me it's the same way i can't get it
0: do you think um i mean it is pretty crazy right that we look at like the metropolitan division carolina rangers 65 64 points there's pittsburgh 64 points there's washington at 59 still in the mix like Uh people have been picking pittsburgh and washington to fall off and I think yeah. Pittsburgh's got the longest playoff streak now in hockey. It's like 14 years, and, uh-huh. you know. Like every
2: year mi- the Steelers. I keep thinking, well, oh, the Steelers are going to start sucking. Mis- <laughs> yeah, no losing <laughs> records.
0: Malkin misses time. Tomlin misses – or, uh, Tomlin. Uh, Crosby misses time, yeah. and they still find guys, and they make plays. How
2: is Ovechkin scoring this year? Is he still putting oh. up the, the goals? Like, Yeah.
0: Always? He's going to – I mean, now it's like he's odds-on favorite to break it. Um, I saw something the other day. Leading point gear in the league right now is Jonathan Huberdeau for the Florida Panthers. Uh, point ahead of Dreisaitl. Kadri's third, by the way. Man,
2: so, that's amazing. You know,
0: but uh, Ovechkin is now in fourth place with 29 goals scored. Chris Kreider leading the league, Rangers. Longest tenured Ranger, I believe. Yeah,
2: and he had a couple points in the All-Star
0: game, too. There's, come- I mean, there's a lot. Like, you got the top three goals. Sc- the, there isn't basically, I'll, I'll put it this way, right? Uh, Alex Debrinkat is the fifth leading scorer in the NHL. There's no Canadians for goal scores in the top five. Ooh. Top actually, no, top 10, not what's, in the top 10. What's Matthews? Matthew Matthews is sitting at eighth. Hold on. I got I gotta refresh this here. Matthews is sitting at uh, for goal scores, he's third. He's eighth in points. And I, I do stand corrected on one of the names. Uh, no, because Kyle, Kyle Conner's American also, yeah. No Canadians in that goal-scoring uh, area, you know, which is uh, interesting. Troy Terry's up there, you know, Pasternak, <laughs> you got a lot of them. So I know there's a lot of depth and there's injuries and circumstances there, but I will say this. I'm friends with a lot of Ranger fans. The, the buzz is growing. like they're, <laughs> You know, they've been missing it. They yeah, still hate been, the Kings. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's growing, and they have a really good team.
2: And it's good because – it's like certain teams you know the nhl is better when the rangers are in the mix
0: i still don't know that i would favor them in a playoff series if it's a second round series against rod the bod and the hurricanes (laughs) but maybe i mean the the thing is that they're getting that goaltending from shisterkin place replacing lundquist and i think that they're a deep enough team like all these teams and you know the kings were in that place too like there's that carrot like should we make a move yeah and it's a dangerous game because you can make the move blow it all up and screw yourself Uh or you don't and then you're too passive and it never happens yeah so they're kind of trade deadline's gonna be fascinating this year because just looking at the standings there's so many teams that are in the mix Uh and hindsight's 2020 right
2: (laughs) and only one team's gonna win it so
0: yeah I was just looking, too, in that brawl we talked about with the Jets and the Wild Felino, Marcus Felino, has a good Wait, person guy. hearing, too.
2: And he could hit. I would yeah, be he, scared to fight that it guy. There's
0: a little bit of a knee to the head situation from uh, what I saw. So, um, yeah, crazy. A lot, busy day for uh, George Peros and the player safety office. <laughs> uh, anything else in hockey you wanted to chat about before we wrap this up? Uh, let's go Flyers. <laughs> oh, gosh. How how would be my question like goaltending has been just so bad for so long yeah it, what is it
2: i don't know i mean it, it's bernie front curse. curse ron hextall well the stuff
0: yeah. about hextall and bobby clark feuding where clark's taking shots at him and these are like two flyer like alumni yeah. legends and i don't know that clark's been the best in his role and over you know, identifying years. personnel yeah and, um it's just been unfortunate for sure claude jeru's had a heck of a career but ever since you know
2: he'll be he'll be going to the trade deadline somebody's got to pick him up right
0: very very valuable if you can get him i think yeah um
2: get him for the playoffs and
0: yeah well before i let you go what do you think about josh mcdaniels raiders head coach
2: Ooh, i like well i can't say specifically on mcdaniels but the overall staff's good. The staff is excellent, yes. A defense, offense, front office, uh, you know, just pick everybody from the Patriots. I'm okay with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and it's oddly enough, like, the old Raider coach, Dennis Allen, coach for the Saints now. You yeah. can, the second job, you can learn from mistakes and figure it out. And hopefully McDan- Allen has learned. <laughs> yeah, same with McDaniels, too. Yeah, you know, same with McDaniels. The reports about him, I and mean, everyone knows he's a smart football guy. He uh-huh. knows his stuff. It's about... You know, being maybe too power hungry, too too much of a control freak, going yeah, we, back we, to New England, learning some more. Yeah,
2: and that's the thing, because he won't have that power now, because the, the GM, who I don't even know, <laughs> but he sounds like a person just listening to him. Yeah, I just track, wonder what the control. offense looks
0: like. Is Carr back? Like, QB musical chairs is going to be huge this year. Yeah. And what but happens? I think,
2: I think they like Carr. Just,
0: I think McDaniels could work well with Carr. Yeah, I think they really like It's them. very so, actually similar to Mac Jones. Like, I don't. If Mac Jones ends up being Derek Carr and Patriot fans will be like, How, you know, that's terrible. It's like, that would be a pretty good. I mean, the odds of making it in the NFL are hard enough. Yeah, it's like, you it know. Is.
2: But I think they build around Carr. And then if he, they think they could get something better down the road, you get them. But build that offensive line.
0: The D line's nasty. Well, you know, Crosby ended up just yeah. becoming a beast at the end of the year. So like, there's
2: some spots you could work around there, shore up some things. And then, but Carr is not your problem. So, no.
0: Stick with him. Baker Mayfield is my problem. So <laughs> you just, you just want him to go to the Yeah, Browns. let's go. <laughs> Give up on him, please. No, I, uh, I'm i with you there. I just think that these new coaches, you never really know. Like, the first time they get a job, it could just be, you know, too much too soon, especially yeah. when you're in your 30s when you <laughs> get it. So, we'll see. He finally made that move out of New England. I guess Belichick will never retire. But <laughs> and he's... Vegas like, has got something there.
2: Uh, he has a ton of Super Bowls, too. You know, his mm-hmm. name is attached to a ton of Super Bowls. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I unfortunately did watch that Tuck rule documentary. I don't think you'll ever I watch it. I did not watch it. <laughs> no. No, no need to. I don't want to. It, it want was it. great. I learned a couple of different things. I learned that Brady considers the referee a friend, too. Well, whatever. So, uh, Charles Woodson was a good sport, better than I would probably be. And they did this whole mock-up, like, scenario of what what might have happened. Oh, it's, it was Brady a backup again. Do the uh, Raiders go on to win a couple championships? Uh, and uh,
2: that's right, because the Raiders the next year after, I think, we're in they, the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So they had that period. There was like three good years there with the <laughs> Raiders, and that the not that roll. game <laughs> so bad. But Gruden too could have like won. I I remember that game. It's like yeah. he could have like called a couple timeouts here, saved the Raiders some time after. Then Terry ties the game, yeah, but he did. And then basically. It. And then
0: they never touched the ball in overtime. Yeah, never touched and,
2: the ball. That was the end of it.
0: Oh, depressing oh. for you, for sure. <laughs> uh, on that note, hey, Craig Swanson, thanks for joining me. We'll uh, we'll be catching up again soon. Good talking hockey. we got a root on the USA men and yes. women's hockey teams, but uh, thanks for joining the show. You're welcome. And that's going to do it for today's episode of the Money Mitch Effect. Big thanks again to both Matt Wittenberg and Craig Swanson for appearing as guests. And you can find every single episode of this series, the entire catalog on all your podcast platforms, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, leave a rating, subscribe, a review. Go right there. Also check out the Money Mitch Effect Facebook page for some exclusive content. Follow me on Twitter at Money Mitch M21. We'll be back next week to recap Super Bowl 56, talk about the winners and losers in that game, who's riding off into the sunset, into Disney World for the offseason. We'll be recapping the NBA trade deadline, some hockey talk, updating on the Olympics, and everything that happens in the world of sports. My name is Mitch Michaels. This was the Money Mitch Effect. Until next time, thank you for listening, and keep enjoying sports.